10 seconds. All right, you know what it is, you know who it is, we're back, finally. Sorry about last week, I was in uh, LA, I was having a good time, obviously wasn't here to do the podcast, so. You remember, we told you about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is episode 44 of the Thrive AmTab. A lot of gains here on the episodes. <laughs> so today's news of the day and episode of the day are going to kind of intertwine. So the news of the day is an article that came out a few weeks ago from ESPN talking about youth sports and how, I think it was specifically to basketball, and they were talking about how these kids were ticking time bombs and getting injured and how specializing in a sport and being a one-sport athlete is really bad. Um, so this is something that I, if you follow or you're friends with me on Facebook and Instagram, I've said a lot about on there. And if you guys want to go back and see what I said before you listen to this, go ahead. Pause. But Yeah, pause it and go read. Uh, but we're going to get into that with this episode and kind of go into why I agree or disagree with that and see what Derek's thoughts are on it. Derek, have anything to say before we start? I don't I don't know anything about what Brandon's talking about. Yeah, I kind of just threw this on. So this is, this is going to be super fun. I mean, I think it's a super provocative topic, and I think that there's a lot of things that this transcends. So I'm, I'm super excited to get into this. This is going to be cool. Cool. Um, so I will ask, what are your thoughts on youth sports and specializing in one sport? or being a one-sport athlete against being a multi-sport athlete? So there are so many things to consider about that question. And the first thing is their kids, right? So it depends on which age demographic that we're talking about. Brendan and I, before we started this podcast today, we were just discussing specifically that and saying that if we're, if we're talking about younger kids, I think it's pretty important that they do play multiple sports. And if not for the sake of having variety, it's just socialization. So being active, being social, making friends, and then building a base for wherever you might go. I think that as we're younger, it's more important to play more sports, assuming that that's the direction that we're headed in, that we are physically active, and that we want to be competitive in, in that domain. So that's, that's where I would say, like, for younger, as we get older, I'm a little bit torn on this subject. So, I mean, I think that there, there, for me, there are certain things about specializing that I do see as an issue. I don't think that it's impossible to rectify these issues. I think that on the surface, the easy solution looks like let's play more sports and maybe that helps but I think that there's a little bit more to it than that and I think we're going to dive into it as we get a little bit further down but skinny boy try try to keep it brief I agree with Derek like I said with kids playing sports because I played basketball and baseball and I, I mean I didn't play soccer for long but I played soccer when I was really younger and I just settled on basketball and that's what I really like to play so I decided that I really wanted to focus on it. Uh, I, I wasn't obviously great at basketball, but and I had some flaws as a kid of not working on it just because of other issues at my school, but um, which I'll get into. But I, I'm 
I believe that kids should play a lot of sports, but once they decide on that one that they really, really like, then I don't see why there's any reason why. I don't see any reason why you should play any other sport. Why you need to. Yeah, why you need to. Why it's necessary. That you're a ticking time bomb if yeah. you don't. Yeah. Now, I think that's important. I think that that's a really powerful statement to make. I'm assuming that you pulled that out of the article that it was a ticking time bomb, right? Yeah, that was like the main quote from the article. They called the kids ticking so, time bombs. You know, I think that, you know, that, 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 that definitely evokes something from us when we hear something that extreme. What is it rooted in? You know, I think it's safety for the kids, right? So if there are other solutions that don't have mom and dad running all over the place doing six different sports, I think that that's something worth considering. If not for prioritizing their performance in one domain and being like, he, my son is really, really good at basketball. That's what I want him to do. That's what he wants to do. And I want to use all of our time and resources to be able to give him the best opportunity to succeed. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, like, this article was kind of, I read through it, and there was a lot of people in the camp of, yeah, like, you need to play other sports. That's the only way to stay healthy, and if you're not playing other sports, then you're missing out. And, I mean, I guess we can kind of get into the first part that, like, I don't, I don't agree that playing sports, other sports, is the answer. Like I said, if, you, if you've decided that you really want to be good at basketball and you want to, be, you want to make it to the league or you want to make it to – college at least and get a scholarship or anything like that you're not gonna you're not getting better at your sport if you're playing other sports now you're I think what people are chasing when they're playing other sports is what we're going to get into which is different movement patterns and different aspects of uh sports that you find in those sports like baseball is a little bit more uh reactive in terms of like quick decisions and you're it's a little bit more based in like decision making uh, soccer is a little bit more like top end speed heavy and you're a little bit more agile and quick and football is a little bit tougher of a sport. You're hitting each other. You're, you have to be strong to play that sport. Basketball is kind of in the middle that I found. And I've played basketball my whole life and it's in the middle. Whereas like, it's kind of the, it's the most athletic sport you're going to play in my opinion. And you'll see that with the athletes, obviously they're the best athletes in the world. The ones that play basketball and there's, jumping that's involved there's cutting there's stopping on a dime there's speed there's strength when you're playing certain positions there's aspects of skill and things that you're going to need as a basketball player and it's a lot for a kid to kind of take in and really like get good at and if you want to be good at it there's tons of aspects of basketball that you can't kind of overlook like dribbling shooting passing uh certain aspects of like skill wise of playing a certain way, being a good teammate, being a good teammate and personality-wise and also knowing what to do at the right time and being in the right spot. And you just can't do that if you're playing other sports. So getting into – I don't know. Do you want to take – do you have any questions or anything you want to ask first? Or should I uh, – No, go ahead. So my main thing here is I kind of – I don't know if I got off track there. I kind of forgot where we were going with this. But – so I was just talking. But um, my main thing is starting with, so the article is talking about kids being ticking time bombs. So my first argument that I want to bring with that is that kids are ticking time bombs when they're not taught basic movement pattern. So 
like I said, basketball is, in my opinion, the most athletic sport you're going to play. There's so many aspects of human movement involved with it at a high pace, and these kids are being taught from a young age how to use those abilities without having learned like awareness of their body yet. They don't know how to squat. They don't know how to hinge or deadlift or pick something up off the ground properly. They don't know how to breathe, uh, breathe and brace. They don't know how to properly produce force. They don't know how to land. And it's scary sometimes watching people jump and land playing basketball because that's why these knee injuries happen so often. Halfway there. They don't know how to... They have no awareness of their like foot action because the shoes are so big and bulky nowadays. And this all leads to these knee and hip injuries that these guys are talking about. And they talk about overuse injuries and and aspects of basketball that's you're playing so much, you're playing year round, blah blah blah, and all this stuff, and that's what's leading to like these time bombs of kids that when they get to the league, they're just getting hurt. Or they're getting to college and they're getting hurt constantly during the season. Yeah. I mean thinking about the foundation of one's fitness and thinking that specializing in a sport how that will augment or even take place of your functional fitness so as you're talking about squatting hip hinging all that stuff sort of thinking about running Mm -hmm. there's the run pattern as it is and it's like well if they're not running properly while they're running up and down the court like you know i think that in a sport like soccer, there's a little bit more conditioning in running. And not that there isn't conditioning of running in basketball, but with soccer, it's a little bit more part of the skill almost. Well, that's part, I was, so I was listening to a podcast the other day from this guy, and this really got me thinking about it, but like comparing basketball to soccer in general, like soccer, the field's so much bigger than yeah. a basketball court. So like you're, you're reaching top end speed a lot of the times when you're playing soccer. Yeah. And basketball, it's a lot of stopping and cutting and stopping and cutting. And right. It's a, more of a, like a deceleration sport than yeah. it is like an acceleration sport like That's soccer. That's good. And you, you and think like, about, like, sorry to cut you no, off, no, no. but this, I think, is a really important point for people that are listening to this, that when you're cutting like that and the stability that's required in your hips mm-hmm. and the awareness that maybe isn't even awareness it's just intuition Mm -hmm. it's knowing involuntarily how to cut and how to stabilize the knee joint through the hip the hamstrings what they have to do as you're pulling and you're cutting and running and stuff like that and if you don't have that that knee is vulnerable yeah um and then like in terms of that is like there's a lot of knee injuries that happen in basketball in terms of like again landing and that comes from the hip that comes from the foot if you don't know how to properly jump which not a lot i'm not saying that i do but like a lot of people do not know how to properly jump or land and and that just in itself is a problem from day one but what happens is these kids from day one they they have skill in basketball and i'm speaking from experience like there was a lot of kids i saw when i was younger that i played with that were really good and they stag they were stagnant as they got older one because our coaches were part-time coaches they weren't full coaches they were teachers in the morning and then they were basketball coaches in the afternoon and on top of that they weren't strength coaches they had no background in getting stronger or helping someone develop skills in terms of uh of basketball so we're getting part-time help for a sport that we should be invested in all the time you know so like 
in terms of like my experience, my coach was a very good coach, but again, he was a part-time coach. He was a teacher in the, in the morning and a coach in the afternoon. And then on top of that, he was our strength, quote unquote, strength and conditioning coach. And looking back at some of the stuff we did in the weight room, it, it was bad. Like it was bad. It was a lot of reason why I don't think we reached the potential that we should have reached as my, like my senior and my junior year, especially. And I think that like what I'm trying to get at here is we need to invest in teaching these kids early on how to move, how to build awareness of their body and how to produce force, how to squat, how to hinge, how to use their body like it's supposed to. So when you're thrown into the most athletic sport in the world, you're not just fighting for your life as a 19 year old. And that's the other thing is these kids are so young coming in. They're 19, they're 18, they're coming right out of college and they're playing against 30 year old grown men. And they're wondering why they're getting hurt and they're getting beat up and they're not like yeah. performing how they should. And that's because it's starting from, you're being forced at a young age to just keep playing and not focus on anything else. And when they talk about like the aspect of resting, like resting's important, but again, if you want to be great at something, you have to, you have to take the time to develop all the little nuances and skills of that comes with being great at something. Like again, basketball, there's many facets of the game that can make you amazing and it's not going to help you if you're playing baseball three months out of the year when you can be working on your handles or working on your shot or working on uh, specific post moves, things like that. But balancing that out with a strength program that's helping work on deficiencies in movement, making sure that you're uh, building your core strength, building your hip strength so you can land properly, working on jumping mechanics, working, working on landing mechanics, working on how to rebound from a second jump and do it faster and more efficiently so you're not knees aren't caving in and you're losing that like power output or and like scientific things like that but like also just knowing that you you know where you have awareness of your body when things are feeling wrong and aren't feeling great and being able to take that step back but you're six most of these kids are 16 and 15 they don't they're never gonna know what that's like to do or yeah i didn't know yeah like, I, I know i sure as hell didn't know i didn't have anybody telling me in the summer like go play for a half hour a day go play for an hour a day like just work on like weaknesses and things that you aren't good at and on top of that go to go to the gym and do this for a half hour and you'll be making way more progress than you will from doing nothing yeah it is beyond critical that people understand that specializing in a sport is not fitness and that in order to do the best that you can in any physical endeavor you need that foundation of fitness so whether you're playing basketball, soccer, football, running marathons, whatever it might be, if you don't have the foundation of fitness, you will be at greater risk of injury and you won't reach your potential, period. End of story, it doesn't matter. So with what we're talking about today, basically, we've got two potential solutions. One is, I think that ESPN would be on this side, <laughs> don't want to assume or throw that in their corner but producing an article like that makes it sound like the only solution is that if that you play one sport that you must play many sports and what Brandon and I are saying is that if you're playing a sport and you really hope to excel in a particular sport accompany that or pair that up with a comprehensive strength program to balance out the body and combat overuse or repetitive movement patterns. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, like, again, basketball is notorious for being anti-lifting. Like, a lot of the players are 
not that they've been like not that they're like completely against lifting but it's just that they've never had someone in their corner to teach them how or tell them what to do and basketball isn't necessarily a sport that you need to be strong to be good at like you you can get away with being able to jump out of the building and be quick and be uh crafty and you can be very good for a long time the thing is is if you can find a way or these schools can find a way to get these people in there like solid strength coaches that know the difference between GPP meaning general general phys, physical preparedness and sports performance and be able to separate the two and know how to teach a kid a young kid uh, how to be physically generally fit and also teach them how to excel at a sport then you're going to start seeing a lot different conversations coming out of these people from kids need to play multi-sports and they need to be invested in uh, multiple sports or else they're missing out and like I said I think this is all coming from the fact that these people are chasing what exactly what we're talking about which is uh, different movement patterns because those different movement patterns help they get us out of a specific range of motion they strengthen other areas that are game and then we get we get overall better but we don't get better at the sport that we want to get better at so basically to sum it all up instead of it playing other sports and waste in my opinion wasting time on other sports find yourself a good strength coach or get your ad or whoever whatever school you're at high school college tell them to invest in the athletic director athletic director yeah tell them that you think it's necessary give them a heads up that you think it's necessary to invest in a strength program and a coach that or an instructor that knows the difference between this stuff and can help and if that's not a, an option for a lot of kids, like that's why I think the schools should be investing in this a little bit more, and they'll see a lot better results. But like for yourself, reach out to a coach, reach out to somebody, tell them your situation, and let them help you. Because I promise you're going to see a lot more results. And if you want to be great at basketball, or you want to be great at any sport, like you really need to be focusing on that one sport. Because as I said, there's things to certain sports that you're not going to get away with if you're playing other sports, and you're just not going to get better at. And like, like I said, and so focus on your sport and fill the holes with a nice strength program that's gonna help you stay safe and healthy, and you're gonna you'll you'll see a lot better results in the year. I promise. Cool. Yeah, I like it. I'm on board with it. Couple, just one thing. Sorry, we're over time here, guys. Yeah, sorry. I don't even think we ever told you it was gonna be 17 minutes. So yeah. maybe, oh, maybe I forgot. Maybe I was we I was hyped not. about this. I was. But, so, at, before we started, there, we just did a brief kind of research looking into multi-sport athletes that are famous I would not semi-famous famous and one of the things that I noticed is that like a lot of the athletes that had come up were from years ago most of them Mm -hmm. you know not that there aren't exceptions to this but big name people like Bo Jackson I hear that name all the time and all the sports that he played and you know he was he particularly excelled in football and baseball and then Deion Sanders was another name that also he played many years in and in, in MLB. I didn't I didn't even know that. I thought he was just, I thought he was just in football. I didn't even know that. But anyway, so like there's a multi sport athlete there as well. And then Jackie Robinson, which I think everyone knows that name. You get a movie made after you, you probably have a lot of people familiar with their name, but he did everything at college, baseball, football, track, tennis, he did it all. And then looking more towards single sport athletes and not that this is you know new because they're and babe ruth didn't play anything but baseball but 
you know, single sport athletes that would be household names like LeBron James, Derek Jeter, Cristiano Ronaldo, Tiger Woods, which Tiger Woods might not be a great, great example. I mean, he's great at what he does. Golf, golf is just... Golf, golf is, what, yeah, yeah. Actually, he might be a good example in terms of what we're talking about in terms of not balancing out joint actions, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not having the critical pieces of comprehensive strength programming to balance out what it is that you are repetitively doing every day. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, I think, is a single sport athlete, even though he had that baseball thing. I, I don't know. I feel like that... Michael Jordan got kicked out of the NBA for gambling, let's be honest. <laughs> but LeBron's the GOAT. You know, there's, there's just some things to think about there, and I would heavily consider what it is that we're talking about in terms of considering what the human body is subject to when you are playing a single sport. And then what are you doing to balance that out? How well are you moving through foundational functional movement patterns? Things that you will see day to day. Do you think there are any athletes that play basketball or play tennis that aren't like, oh, I'm not gonna pick that up? They think that they're fit, so they're gonna go and help you move if you gotta move. They're gonna help move their house, they're gonna move their apartment, they're not gonna think twice about it, even though they don't have the functional prerequisites for doing so. So yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not complicated. I just want to recap one more time. We both think kids should play sports when they're young, decide what they like, find what they like. Then once you reach that high school age, whatever it is that you want to do, focus on that, but find yourself a good strength coach. Find yourself someone that can help. And if you guys around here, I know I have some ties with basketball still, and if anybody ever wants to talk about that, please feel free to reach out to us, and I'll definitely help you on that end. Um, but, yeah, so thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, For the people that come to the gym, Saturday is our member appreciation day, so please come. 10 a.m. There's going to be a taco bar, apparently. A taco and a bar. And a bar. And a taco. (laughs) So we'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Peace. Bye, guys. Thanks.